0: Chicos, welcome to the Monday podcast. It's your host, Denise Hunter. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate all the support and feedback on the Monday podcast. It's been so nice to see, it's been so encouraging. And I really hope that this is helpful in any way. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. <laughs> Help the, and I feel like I'm just diving right into it, but with all the response and all the feedback and everything i think i've been going through in my in this journey of mine of reconnecting with my inner child with denise little denise and reconnecting with my roots and who i really am and all the things i actually love and all the things i want to do and all the dreams all the goals in reconnecting with all that a big theme has been prevalent through everything and it's the pre, the theme of help right And help is such a, it's a weird thing, right? It's the things we associate the term help with is often weakness or embarrassment, shame. I can go on and on. There's just a lot of, I wouldn't say negative. There's a lot of like not great, a lot of not great feeling around the word help for some reason. Because we always associate it with like, I'm in a time of need and we think that, us being in a time of need is a weak thing. And I think that can come from several different places, but in dealing with my trauma and my childhood and everything I came up with, there's this stigma around needing help and not being able to do something yourself, right? I don't know about you, but from a young age, I've been taught hyper-independence. Well, not really hyper-independence. That's something that I carried on, but I've been programmed to admire independence, to praise independence. My dad used to say things like, oh, yo no tengo que pedir la ayuda a nadie, or yo hice todo esto solo. Like he was so proud to not ask for help when we were clearly in need of help, okay? Sometimes we didn't have anyone to babysit. And the pride thing is such a, it's such a prevalent thing in our communities that you know, oftentimes, let's say, for example, we would just stay home alone. Like he could have clearly just, you know, he could have asked my aunt who lived 10 minutes away to stay, for us to stay with her. And we did oftentimes stay with her, but there was plenty of times where we could have, and we didn't, and we would stay home alone. And granted, God, nothing ever happened. Thank God. But those are just, it's so something so simple and so small, but like he, I think, in his own way, didn't want. What if she was unavailable? What if my aunt was unavailable? What if she said no or whatever? He probably would have felt bad because that's his sister, right? And he's not thinking about it in that way. I'm digging deep in, into it, but you know, he's thinking, "Oh, I'm. I don't need anyone. I shouldn't have to ask for anyone. I can do it on my own," and therefore, this form of independence and not needing any, anyone gets glorified. And that gets passed on, right? Gets passed on to your kids. And then it becomes something where help is therefore associated with weakness and you not being able to do something on your own. Then you grow up with that, right? You grow up with that thought and that way of thinking. And it's a hindrance. It's a hindrance because when you think about it, we are not born to be alone. That's why there's villages. That's why there's community, tribes. We are a people of community, say what you want. You can be a loner, whatever. You always need someone. Even if you don't believe in marriage, like having a partner, the idea of a soulmate, having kids, like nothing is, we're not solitary beings. And I think we forget about that for whatever reason, it's honestly, it's all due to trauma responses, but we lose sight of the fact that we are a community and that the reason that sayings like it takes a village exists because hello, we need help. There's no way I can raise my kids alone. And I myself am so guilty of this. I get so much pride from being independent. I get so much pride from doing so many things on my own. But guess what? My most magical moments, my most incredible breakthroughs, my most glorious, glorious moments in life have happened because I've asked for help. I was able to finish school. I was able to pursue my dreams because I asked my mom for help. I was able to be in this executive position because I've asked for help. I asked a peer of mine, hey, I want to do what you do. How do I get here? And then getting mentors along the way, gaining mentors, asking questions, getting opinions. Hey, uh, everything has been because I have opened my mouth and said, help me in some way, shape or form. It's not just I mean, and granted, I, you know, I manifest manifestation thing and all of that and the praying, all of that comes with it, but it's also asking, right? It's asking the universe. It's asking people around you. It's asking those who can help you for the help, right? So you have to, I had to unlearn a lot of those things that I grew up saying to myself and even still believing it in some instances before, you know, when I was a little bit more mature. It felt like a stab to my self-esteem to ask for help. I was embarrassed to ask my mom for help. I felt like a loser living at home with my mom, with my daughter, as a grown woman in my 20s, making so very little money and the I, I just felt like a loser. But why? Cause why do did I have to take on those feelings of feeling like a loser? because I wanted to chase my dreams. I was actually doing it. I'm doing the steps and I asked for help. There's nothing wrong in asking for help. But in the moment, I felt terrible for asking for help. And even today, it still feels hard and icky, but I do it in a much easier way. Like it's it doesn't take so much from me, but it, you just have to, you just have to do it. And you're going to find yourself feeling uncomfortable. You're going to find yourself feeling like a loser sometimes. You're going to find yourself, you're going to find that your ego takes a hit when you ask for help in in any way or shape or form, but it's okay because that's as cliche as it sounds, that's where the magic happens, right? When you're, when you step outside of your comfort zone, when you're in an uncomfortable space, that's when all the growth happens. And it really changes the trajectory of your life when you learn to ask for help. And even like when I look at People like my mom and, you know, people around me, family members that I'm very close to. My mom is not big on asking for help either. And I see how tough it's been, right, on her and how it wears on you. And I think it could all be so much more simple and a little bit easier if we just learned to say those words and not feel such deep disappointment in ourselves or such loser vibes. Like it shouldn't exist. It is okay. It's okay to ask for help. And as we get older, I think we realize that more. And when I talk to my daughter and sometimes she's actually the opposite, she's so quick to ask for help. Like she's like, I can't figure this out. Like she doesn't even take two minutes to try and figure something out. She's like, help. She's like the total opposite which is great. Even though I do want her to be independent, I don't need her to be hyper independent. But there's this whole thing of like being strong and you have to be strong and figure things out. And we associate not asking for help with strength. And now it's like, I want the complete opposite. I don't want to be so strong. I want to be soft. I want to be happy. I'm want to. i comfortable with being resilient, but I don't want to have to be that all the time. And you just have to learn that there's no shame in the help but you have to also understand that you're not always going to get the help that you ask for and i think that's where it initially all comes from that's where the hyperindependence trauma response comes from that's from that's where the fear of asking for help comes from because we go through these moments of disappointment or someone betrayed us or someone just fell through right because Not every time you ask for help, is it going to be a, it's not always going to be a positive experience. Sometimes people will say, yes, I can help you. And then don't actually help you. Or sometimes they'll say, okay, I'll help you, but then use, use that against you in the future. So there's a lot of things that can come with that type of help, you have to kind of overcome that, right? You have to be okay with that. Not everything's always going to be a yes. Not everything's always going to be favorable, but that's life, right? It's not all roses and rainbows and butterflies at all times. You just have to be able to like roll with it. And once you learn that you can't control every situation, all you can control is yourself, your reaction and how you feel then after that, things just get easier. So you know what? I really learned with this podcast, right? At first, one, because I was embarrassed and pretty shy about even saying it out loud that I wanted to do this podcast. I wouldn't open up to anyone about it. And then I was trying to figure out how to do it all on my own. And I have a full-time job, which I love and I am a mother of two. I have a puppy. I'm a wife. I have a big family that I am a lot of things for. So I just couldn't do it. And I was never going to launch if I didn't ask my producer, Marlies, shout out Marlies, if I didn't ask her for help. And she more than gladly said yes. And we've been rocking, right? And she's actually my partner when it comes to all things, ideas and manifestation, she really gets me in that way. And I think, I hope I'm that for her too. But, you know, I had to open my mouth. I had to say, Hey, you want to help me with this? And she also makes, makes it super easy to ask her for help because she's so, she's so in tune with me. I'm so in tune with her. I feel like that we're, and we're very similar in our backgrounds and how we were raised That we do, we move very much with integrity. So if she says no, it's because she actually can't. And if she says yes, she's all in. And she said yes. And, you know, it's been such a beautiful experience creating this with someone. A lot of times we also want to create things or do things or accomplish things all on quote unquote, our own out of ego, because we think it's, we want to be able to say that we did it all on our own. Like, what do you actually get from that? Right? Because if you're doing it all on your own, you're spreading yourself thinner than you need to. And you're depriving yourself from other ideas, from reaching higher heights. Like there's so much more you can accomplish as a team than a solo player, you know? It, it it's tried and true. You see it over and over again. What person, what company, what business person, what athlete, whoever. No one has ever been able to say I did it all on my own. No, there's always someone rooting for you. There's always someone helping you. There's always someone mentoring you. There's always someone there backing you, funding you. Whatever it is, it's never alone that you reach the goal, right? And if you did do it alone, I'm sure You know, there's so much more you could have done if you weren't alone. So, you know, you just, I just had to get that thought out of my mind, which is easier to do these days as I have grown. And I quickly reached out to my friend. And then I asked another friend for designer information. And then I started working with her. And then I reached out to a friend for other things. Like you just keep going. And help doesn't always mean free. Okay. I pay my friends. At least I try to. I don't believe in helping someone expecting something in return, but everything is energy, right? There's times, plenty of times that I've helped people without expecting anything in return, but I do believe in I'm doing this for someone, you know, and I think that everything just goes right you get that energy right back. People will be there to help you. And I would only hope to be able to help people, especially if they've helped me. Like I I just love helping people in general, but if someone's helped me, I will always be there. Right. And not, you have to change your way of thinking. It's not like a forced help. It's not, Oh, I have to help this person because they helped me. No, you have to refrain your thinking that mind frame to, Oh, I, I helped this person. If they come back and ask me for help, I'll, gladly to do that. We are a team. This is so in line to who we are as a, as a people. We help each other and that is okay. That is not a burden, right? That is not a burden. We have to reframe our mind and our way of thinking of like helping someone is not always hard. It's not always a burden and you don't have to do it. Clearly don't have to do it. If you feel obligated, that's the, you're putting that energy into it yourself. You don't feel obligated it's a privilege. (laughs) That's what I wanted to say. It's a privilege to be able to help someone, right? So you have to refrain, retrain your mind, reframe that way of thinking that you find helping someone burdensome, or you don't want to help, or you don't want to receive help from someone because you feel like you'll be obligated to help. Don't think of it as that way. It's more so like exchange of energy. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I love helping people and I love receiving help too because it makes life easier it makes life better but It wasn't always this way, you know, as I'm sure it still isn't for a lot of people and it still isn't for me sometimes too because hyper-independence is a real thing. It's a real thing and for so long I battled with it and I wasted so many years of my life trying to be hyper-independent, doing everything my own, being egotistical about it, when in reality that's a trauma response to being disappointed, to being betrayed, to being backstabbed. How often do we not ask people for help and then people go around, they'll be like, oh, so-and-so, you know, they asked me for this, or so-and-so asked me to borrow money. They're, and then it becomes like a chisme. And though that's a terrible feeling, not everybody is like that. And then and there you go. And then there's another lesson in knowing and following your intuition on who we keep around us, who are villages, and who we ask for help, right? So it's getting the people around you right. And once we learn to discern certain people's personalities and we get enough discernment and we know who's who and we're in tune with our intuitions and we make better choices around the energy around us, you know, then then the help gets easier asking for help. Gets easier. Collaboration gets easier. But until then you do go through and hopefully you don't. But sometimes, especially in our communities, that happens. You get disappointed, you get you get backstabbed, you know, or people just don't follow through. And then you become afraid, but you don't realize you're afraid. You just say, I'm super independent and you make it an ego thing and you're proud. But deep down inside that comes from fear. It comes from fear of the disappointment. You don't want to feel those feelings again. You don't want to be betrayed again. You don't want to be embarrassed or ridiculed again. So that's all part of the growing. And then if we don't do the growing, right? If we don't do the forgiveness thing and if we don't get over the feeling of asking for help and being disappointed then we carry that through without we carry that throughout our lives and throughout our journeys and everything just gets more difficult right relationships get difficult work gets more difficult every aspect of our lives get gets more difficult and in terms for example one way where i really saw it was when i first started with my partner with my husband in our relationship. Like I had to unlearn so many things, right? I wanted, I had this idea that I couldn't trust him, right? Cause you can't trust men. I still feel that way, <laughs> but I had to do away with the intensity of it, right? I had to accept that he was my partner in life and that I can ask him for help and that he can help me raise my daughter and that I can do all these things without him ridiculing me. And if he does say something to me, he's my husband. I can say it. I can give it to him right back. But in all seriousness, I had to, in order to allow him into my life and to be in this partnership with him, I had to be able to rely on him just as he could rely on me. And through therapy and through so much I've been able to kind of do that. And one thing that really helps me, especially in my relationship with my husband, is I always go back to little Denise, to that little girl inside of me. And I really think about what she deserves What would I do for that little girl? Would I put my pride aside for that little girl, right? I would do anything to make her life easier and better. So I, you know, sometimes I really have to focus and think about that and how I would want that little girl to be treated and helped and what she deserves and she deserves the world, Right? So if I need a little help from my husband, if I need a little partnership when in, in terms of me raising my daughter Leslie who I love and adore, you know, I'm go- I'm going to do it because I can't do it alone. I can't do all things by myself. And that's why I'm not going to say that's why I got married. I got married because I adore my husband and he's a great partner, but that's why God puts people in your life. He puts them in your life because together you guys can grow. He puts you he puts you with people that you guys can Vibe energetically with like he puts certain friends in your life for, like there's always a reason like there's a reason why my friends are my friends because we all vibrate off each other we all help each other we understand each other we make each other happy right we add to each other's lives and why am I in my husband's life if not to add to his and vice versa right and I had to really do away with all of those things and it took me so long I've been with my husband ten years and I think just last year maybe and I've been in therapy since 2017. I think just last year, 2021-ish, I really had to, I really started to, you know, change my way of thinking when it came to him and not look at him as being so conditional. Like like his love wasn't so conditional. Like I couldn't ask him for help. Like he was untrustworthy. No, I had to look at him like, okay, I know what my outlook on men is but this is the man i chose and i trust him and i love him until he's proven otherwise and he's never proven otherwise to me he's been such a great person and such a great partner such a great friend a great lover like there's no reason why i shouldn't feel comfortable in asking him for help or anything when i need it and he's the most supportive human being i've ever met and he'll give it to me super super blunt and honest like he's very honest with me and he's never made me feel like i can't ask for help those things were just in in my own mind and he's such a super honest person why shouldn't i just ask him for help if he can't help me with something or he's or doesn't feel comfortable with something he can t- you know clearly tell me why and and that's fine and we can move on but again that all goes back to learning to be okay with someone not helping you even if you ask them to like that doesn't have to feel so disappointing or you can initially feel disappointing disappointed but move on from that and not dwell on it like no one's obligated to help you right but you owe it to yourself to ask for it when you need it and then you figure things out from there it's it shouldn't be such a complicated issue is what i i really want to say it should be something that's just like second nature and easy for us to do because it's normal it's normal it's human We are human beings, right? It's like so crazy, all the things that we put on ourselves, all these traumas and all these bad habits and learned behaviors. Like we have to just like unlearn them all bit by bit, layer by layer. So, you know, I really had to do away with those things. And even in how I raise my daughter, if I want to raise her to be a person that knows how to ask for help, that knows how to be vulnerable, even though asking for help shouldn't be a vulnerability. It's a human, normal thing. But in terms of vulnerability, it's like, okay, you're opening yourself up for people to say no, for people to perhaps judge you, but who cares? Right? Who cares? And I'm teach I'm trying to teach her that now. And I, I think the best way to teach is through example right? And so I hope that I can be that for my community. That can be that for my peers and my family, because it's truly the only way to, to get to where you want to get to. You're not going to get there alone. And if you're trying to get there alone, it's going to take you a way longer time, but I'm just, I'm so, I feel so blessed to be in the mindset I am now. To be in the place I am now, where I feel a lot more calm, that I'm okay with being ridiculed. It still feels icky. Don't get me wrong. Like every time I ask for help, it's not like the easiest thing in the world. But I am more calm about it. I am more centered about it. And I've, you know, I've, I really like I have the best people around me. That if I ask for help, they're not gonna make me feel like shit for asking for it. They either can or they can't. And we're all grown now we're all mature. Someone can say no to me and I, I'll feel okay. But I also feel okay offering my help as well. Like it doesn't have to be a burden to help someone. Like, I don't know why I thought that it's like, Oh, I don't want to ask anyone for help. Cause then they're going to ask me to do something. I don't, why wouldn't I want to do something? Why wouldn't I want to help? And it's, it's, It's just such a weird thing that we do, you know, that we do with our minds that we do with, we play these tricks on ourselves, but in order to, you know, move forward, we have to really unlearn these behaviors and heal our traumas, like heal from the rejection, heal from the ridicule and really forgive, right? You don't have to tell someone I forgive you in order to forgive them, but like in your hearts and in your minds, like whoever you really want to know where this hyper-independence came from as a trauma response, think about things that really stand out to you. Like, what can you really remember when you asked for help, asked for help and someone said, no, like how did it make you feel? And why did it make you feel that way? And then learn to forgive that person or that situation and just move on. Right. And you have to know that sometimes things are not always going to go your way. You're not always going to get the best responses from people, you know, but that's not something you can control. All you can control is you yourself, your thoughts, and the way you react to things, right? So even in like getting feedback from this podcast, like some people aren't going to like it and I have to be okay with it, you know, but I'm a grown person. I shouldn't fall apart or it shouldn't be such a blow to my ego if people don't like this podcast. Like it's not going to be for everyone. Just like not everyone's going to be able to help you. Not everyone's going to have a word of comfort for you. If people can, they will. And you have to trust in that. You have to trust people. It goes back to trusting, you know, and people are going to sometimes betray that trust and going to break that trust. That doesn't mean you never trust again. That just means you just got to choose carefully who you choose to confide in and who you ask for help. You just have to have that discernment and that grows with time absolutely does. And I, I, I look at my daughter and my daughter is so trusting. Oh my God. It drives me insane. <laughs> I'm like, girl, if I look back, I wish I had that when I was her age. I was, you know, what's crazy. My mom would say, would call me naive at that age. And I was nowhere near as quote unquote naive as like my daughter is. Like I was hyper independent. Like I was very weary, but I was sweet and I, and I get nice and kind. And sometimes your parents think that's being naive, but it's not like, I still was weary, but I, I, of course I've, I've made mistakes as a young girl, but I was already so I knew what was up at that age. Unlike my daughter today, who's like she trusts so many people. Like she like if you tell her something, she blindly trusts it. Like she's so cute. <laughs> like sometimes she comes home with these bogus stories that like her friend said happened, and I'm like, you believe that? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know. For I know it happened because she said this. I'm like, okay, girl, you got it. But I love that innocence because, while yes, it's gonna suck when someone does betray your trust and she's gonna feel so betrayed. It's nice to have that. It's nice to see the world from from like an optimistic lens, right? Why, like, we're so like we have the rest of our lives to be guarded and have this wall up and to be so untrusting, distrustful. I don't know. Is that a word? We have so much time to be those things and life is definitely going to make you feel those things at different stages of your life. So like, let her be naive now. Let her be trusting. I love that. Let her be soft. I don't want her to be strong. I don't want her to be hyper independent. Sometimes I do get pissed because she's not as independent as I was. And I think I've talked about this before, but It's because she knows I have. She's always had resources. She's always had people to help, and I love that for her. I love that because it. Then when she gets older, it's easier for her to ask for help. It's easier for her to say these things and not feel ashamed of asking for help. Not feel weak for asking for help. She's like, no, this is like normal. This is what we do. We're human beings. We are human, and in our humanness, we're gonna sometimes need help, and we we have to ask for help. But like being strong is overrated, and I hate that we associate strength with being independent or hyper independence or and that we associate weakness with help, with asking for help. Like whoever came up with that concept, like I hate it. I hate that for us. <laughs> because think about also my cousin who came to this country is undocumented. He's like four days older than I am and he was in my class and I think about how bitchy I was to him when <laughs> when he first came here and because he was in my class in school with me and we were like 12 and I think about how bitchy I was and it's so embarrassing to look it back at, but it's because like I had to help him, right? I, was, I had to help him in terms of language and he didn't know anyone. It's the right thing to do. But I was of course bothered because I was 12 and an idiot. But think about like how vulnerable he must've felt, not knowing a language, not knowing anyone, right? And depending, being dependent solely on me who was in his class, who is his family and having to ask me for help, even though through my attitude, He can clearly tell I was annoyed and he still had to do it anyway. You know why though? Because he had to, (laughs) he's like, well, I got to pass this class somehow, these classes, this school year and my cousins being a bitch, but what else am I going to do? And he did it anyway. Right. And I love him so much. We are so close. (laughs) So I'm glad he never held that against me. And and he's a a politician. I mean, not in a bad way. He's a reformer, I must say. He's an activist. And he has to ask for help all the time for like campaigns and donations. And he does it. And he does it so well. And he's so sincere. And he's so honest. And I am so proud of him. Ronnie, if you're listening, I'm so proud of you always. You are an inspiration to me and to many others. He's currently running for Hudson County Commissioner, I believe in Jersey, in New Jersey, Hudson County. And I am so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And he's like such a great example to so many people. And I always think about him when I'm trying to do something, because if I think I'm scared, like I always think about his journey and how he really had to struggle and he had to ask for help and he had to do things that he didn't want to do in order to get to where he is today. And he's always done it with a smile on his face. He is the most human person I know. He's the most noble person I know. And hopefully he'll join me on this podcast one day. He does it, like, and he does it so gracefully. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have these feelings of vulnerability, or maybe, I don't know if he feels weak. I don't want to put that on him, but I'm sure it's not always the most comfortable thing, but he does it because he does it for the bigger picture, right? Because your goals or the things you're trying to do, your dreams or whatever it is. And if you need help raising your kids, whatever it is, that is so much bigger than your immediate feeling of vulnerability, right? There's so much more it's you always have to stay focused on the bigger picture and the way that we and the best way to do that the best way to overcome these things and stay focused on the bigger picture is by just letting yourself feel uncomfortable letting yourself feel comfortable with your vision in mind and do it whether it's like i need money for groceries or can you help me with a contact so you know whatever it is it's nothing is too big or small you just have to you have to ask If you need the help, you have to ask. And that's what I leave you here with today. I always feel like I'm rambling on these things. Like I have my outline. I do like, I just, I go rogue. (laughs) But I'm, I, like I said, I'm really happy to be here with you guys. I'm really happy to be sharing our stories and my testimony. And I hope this helped you in some way because I'm all about helping. I love giving help and I am open to receiving help always and always. Okay, so with that, I leave you. Have a great week. Love you guys. Hope you enjoy this. Ciao. Los amo. Mm-hmm.